Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hey, Shanna. Hey, Janice. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad to be here at our, what are we, we were, we were having our pre- pre-podcast discussion <laughs> and laughing it's about the, using it's the preamble <laughs> i was um just so you know i was blaming shanna for um letting us read this book <laughs> oh i should say yeah, that that was that was definitely our conversation before we started recording but she was like you brought us to this russian novel you did you did <laughs> but not in a bad way I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually, I'm so thankful you chose it because I don't know if I would have dove into it otherwise. And I know if we weren't reading it together, I wouldn't have finished oh, it. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. Actually, so I, this is a book you read with a buddy. <laughs> absolutely. A buddy who will stay with you, not the buddy who will say, yeah, let's quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what we did with the one my that keeps previous pushing choice. You. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. That did happen. Did That's how we, we know. did quit. So pick a friend who's... We do have a history. <laughs> So the problem is you and I think too much alike. So when so. one wants to quit, the other one does also. Well, luckily, we didn't want to quit this one. But I will say you. And I'm you, actually still reading that book. I'm just reading it slowly. I haven't even picked it up. I have a confession no. to make, but I'll confess. I to keep you later. coming. I keep coming back to it. Okay. I'll confess later. Okay. <laughs> Usually I'm the one confessing. Oh my so goodness, this feels I have good. A huge I'm glad confession. to be on the other side. <laughs> but. But, but you introduced me to um, Russian literature when you you recommended Crime and Punishment, and I loved yeah. Crime and Crime and Punishment. Yeah. I thought the writing was was great, the story was great, and just the character and how he how where he began and to where he ends. So I was like, you know what? Yep. That's what made me feel like, hey, we could do this book. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it's not that we can't. We weren't saying actually. We're not saying that we can't do this right we're just saying because we're at, listen we're at part seven <laughs> it's yeah. only one yeah, more we part we're almost it. finished yeah but yeah i guess this this chapter was um i don't know it wasn't what i thought it was going to be so <laughs> we'll talk about that i guess when we talk about the book yeah. but yeah here we are but i found it funny <laughs> so before we started recording i said my confession was i just was more excited about this part of the book. Yeah. I don't know if excited is the right word because we know it's like a tragic point. Yeah. But I thought it was going to be intense. And I thought, Me too. I don't know, I was going to like devour it. I thought and I was going to be more it emotional. Was, Did you? Yeah, it was, it was slow and it was like dragging on. And yes. I was like, what? Yes. This is not what I anticipated. So I found it funny that you had the same experience. Yeah. So. And, and not to mention at this point, we both kind of knew what was going to happen because Someone in our life individually yep. spoiled it for us. Yeah. <laughs> so we knew what was coming. Yeah. So I yeah. knew what was coming and I know I was excited to read it, but um, I don't know what that says about us that we're... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Let's not say it out loud. <laughs> we'll leave this All right. alone. Well, before we get into the book, why don't you share your, uh, <laughs> yes. your quote? Oh, 
This is part of my confession, but I'm not going to confess okay. it yet. But actually, okay. I will. <laughs> I have purchased about eight new books. <laughs> Are you serious? Since the last time we spoke? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's impressive. It's horrible. It started Was there with... a sale I didn't know about? No. Well, <laughs> well, first it started with Amazon. They sent me that, you know, if you have to, you know, if you've spent $25, you get $6 in credit. Yeah. So I did. <laughs> and then <laughs> I wanted the book version instead of the Kindle version, because I found that holding a book in my hand is really nice. I've, I've been a Kindle it. book for years, Kindle, like Kindle reader, but something magical happened. And so I started buying physical books. <laughs> and, I love physical books. Hence, One, hence I like eight. to see. Don't you like to see like how much you read, how big the book is? Yeah. I don't know where you are in the book. Like there's just different things that I like about it. Yeah. I don't know. And especially I, I love the actual book. I know, but you know, I've come so far in why I've went to the Kindle, you know, the convenience of having all of your books with you wherever you go. No, it is nice. I it know. is nice. I mean, I years ago, and I also would be it's easier a... to have virtual bookshelves. I, it is. It's cheaper. Well, no, it's not I can cheaper. tell you from experience because uh, my husband has to keep building bookshelves. We are eventually going to run out of wall space. So, see, I don't know. I, 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 I get it. I get it. I mean, years ago before the Kindle, I would like travel but with 10 But it's also kind of like my trophy. Like I walk around my bookshelves and I just like looking at them. So there's also that beauty, like the Aww, physical. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's something like, these are my friends. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> some I've met, some I still haven't met oh, yet. Oh, there's a lot I haven't met yet. <laughs> yeah, there's, they pile up. They do pile up. <laughs> And I think that's what happened. I'm like, I need a system because I'm buying all these books. I'm going to forget that I have it. And because I looked at one, and I was like, oh, I was reading that. <laughs> now I have like eight more new books. How am I going to remember to go back to that? It's just ridiculous. But I love it. I'm sorry. I do love it. I so do. my pretty books, like I have a few that are actually like pretty, like bound pretty. Yeah. I put those oh. on my dresser, like on Is display. Is Jane Eyre bound? Do you have it? In, I want that. In I it. have Jane Airbound, but it's not pretty binding. It's just, oh. it was like basic. Did but you I do hear have the, the thunder actual... just now? I did. That was thunder. Wow. <laughs> I was I wondering thought, what that was. I saw the light. I thought it might be your cat. No. <laughs> very loud cat. You never cat. know. You never know. <laughs> Malcolm jumping off of something, breaking something in the background. It could have been, but that, that was thunder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh. But yeah, and then I have my nightstand books of books that Wait. either I'm reading or I want to read, and that's just like a stack there. I so have that it's too. just, yeah, I have that too. Uh, and you know, so it's always it's always funny in the morning time when I'm coming downstairs because I'll have like five books and my Kindle. It's just like ridiculous because I'll take them up to bed and know I'm not gonna read them, but just yep. in case I take them with me. Yeah, and then I bring or what them if back you wake down. up and you can't fall back to sleep, or what if you can't fall asleep and you need to read? I tell you just you. need them there, I security blanket. But I have to tell you, Shanna, this is a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, it's called Walking on Water by Madeline Lingle. She's the one, she's okay. the author who wrote A Wrinkle in Time. But oh, yeah. It yeah. is such a beautiful book. It's a, it's called Walking on Water, Ref Reflections on Faith and Art. Oh, my goodness. I've underlined so many beautiful things that she says, and it just makes you think about 
literature and art in such a beautiful, different way. It is a must read. It is a must okay. read. Okay. It's on Scrib, um, but they throttled me. So I'm going to blame them. And that's why I ended up getting the... You had to buy it. Well, I, I started with the Kindle, but I was like, you know what? I want to, I think this is a book I want to actually have because it, the yeah. first chapters, I just in the sample, I was just in love with. And then it's one of those nice books where it feels nice. I'm showing it to you oh, like you could okay. feel it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like a beautiful feel, and it smells. Good. Oh, that's what I miss too. Like the books have yeah, beautiful book smell. smell. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness! I like I need another addiction. So um, <laughs> I got my my Kindle books. That, I only have one addiction, and that's the books. But it was just e-books where I can hide yeah. them. But you can't hide physical right. books. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that is thing. definitely true. So that's my confession. Yeah. But anyway, my husband actually said, cause I was talking about like three different books and he's like, what? And I was like, Oh, well, I'm reading this one. And then I'm reading that one. I'm also reading that one. He's like, where are all these books that you're reading? And I was just like, well, some are physical, some are virtual. <laughs> they are everywhere. They are everywhere. <laughs> they are everywhere. <laughs> it's like trying to keep up. Yeah, I know. I don't care. I love it. I wouldn't change anything about it. That's it. Just <laughs> who I am. I'll be on the street, but I'll have my books. <laughs> anyway, my quote. <laughs> my quote um, is, "Oh, I fell in love with C.S. Lewis again. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't love him. I didn't. I didn't dislike him because I have about thirteen of his books, all of which <laughs> I could say out of the thirteen, maybe I've read." two but okay i'm planning to get through all the others because sometimes i find them hard to read not hard but it's it's heavy it's heavy you so can't you read can't, a right. lot yes. you can't read quick yes yes you have to read because you constantly have to stop and think, and think yep. about it yes so i'm not saying it in a bad way that c.s lewis is bad but um i was reading um oh what was i reading oh i can't remember now uh, it's a book called The Reading Life, C.S. Lewis, The Reading Life, and it's a collection. It's a collection of his um, his essays. That's a really good one. But this okay. one, this one was for us. It comes from the book in, in an experiment in criticism, which I which I do have and which I did read. That was those are the two I have. That one and the Abolition of Man. Those are the two that I've actually read um, and read twice. But okay. this is what he says for us. I was like, oh my goodness, Shannon and I, are we doing this? He says, the first demand any work of any art makes upon us is surrender. And he says, it says, is surrender, period, look, period, listen, period, receive, period. And he says, get yourself out of the way. <laughs> so he says, the first demand of any work of any art makes upon us is to surrender, to look, to listen, to receive, and get yourself out of the way. And I was thinking, daggone it. I didn't do that with Anna. I was all, oh, I wouldn't do it. If I was her, how could she leave? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was all up in the way. <laughs> so I definitely struggle. Confession. I, struggle. <laughs> I didn't find I mean, it. I mean, I think I do that about, I do that about everything. I do it about written art, physical art, <laughs> all the art, music. We're doing it wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> We're doing it wrong. <laughs> 
So anyhow, that's what he says. <laughs> well, we can always try with the next We can book. try. We I can feel try. like I feel like we've had this conversation before about we're gonna go into this, we're not gonna make any opinions oh, like that. Goodness. We are opinionated people. We are not <laughs> good at this. Oh my goodness. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. We're gonna learn together, Shanna, but that you was You know it. what? We I I was like one of those people that just like Speed reads is that how you say it? Yes. Yes. Speed read through books. So he, would, I just, I, he would I ate it hungrily. Like I just wanted to know what was at the end. Like yes. I didn't want to dwell. I didn't want to think. I just wanted to be like, okay, I now have the full picture. Like you yes. know, like it's like I don't want to the joy of doing the puzzles. Like I just want to see what the picture is. Yes. I don't know. I'm like that. So <laughs> I feel like I've gotten better because me too. But I'm moving slower. But you know why? Because when I read an experiment in criticism, C.S. Lewis would call us unliterary. Sounds horrible, doesn't <gasps> it? <laughs> what? He's like unliterary people. Um, devour books. They read the books just for the plot. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm unliterary. <laughs> yeah, me too. And we use yeah. the, we're using the book it's instead of letting the author just speak to us. And that's where he went into um, to be literary. <laughs> yeah. Is, you know, but to you know, get yourself I, out I of the way. I can kind of see that. I feel like reading this book slower, yep. I thought so much more about why it was written, how it was written, not even just the story, but I think so much about the author. I think as I'm reading it, there's different moments where I just feel like he's, I see him. Yes. And so I, I think, I think I get what he's saying. And I do think slowing it down is good because I think I would have lost a lot, yeah. especially in a book like this, where there's so many storylines. Um, Absolutely. It could get so confusing. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll talk more about yes, that later when yes. we get back to it. But I will share mine. So I just finished reading with the boys because we were reading through the entire Chronicles of Narnia. So I'm sorry. I have a lot of quotes from that. But um, this one <laughs> was from that. the horse, the horse and his boy. Mm. And I was actually surprised the boys were not that into this one. Oh. It was a lot of a horse, a lot of a boy riding a horse. And I think they weren't as excited about oh. it as they were about the other ones. But there's this one section, the boy's name is Shasta, mm -hmm. and he meets Aslan. And I just, I don't know, there's something about this whole section that I love. So it's a little lengthy. I'm sorry, but I'm going to read go it. go for it. <laughs> okay, so this is Aslan responding to Shasta because he keeps asking him, like, who are you? Yes. Okay, so this is his response. I was the lion who forced you to join with Arabis. I was the cat who confronted you among the house of the dead. I was the lion who drove the jackals from you as you slept. I was the lion who gave the horse the new strength of fear for the last mile so that you should reach King Loon in time. Mm. And I was the lion you did not remember who pushed the boat in which you lay, a child near death, so that it came to shore where a man sat, wakeful at midnight to receive you. Mm. So then he responds, then it was you who wounded Aravis? It was I. But what for? Child, said the voice, I am telling you your story, not hers. I tell no one any story but his own. Oh, I love that. Right? Oh, and my I just, goodness. You know what it makes You know, we, we know that Aslan's supposed to, you know, be a picture of Jesus. Right. He's... And it's just that, like, every moment, from the moment this boy was a child to now, like, every step was ordained. It was watched over. Yes. Like, Jesus was there every moment. And he thought, 
I'm alone. I'm scared. And like he goes through all these trials and he feels so overwhelmed. But he was never by himself every step of the way. Aslan is with him. And then there's that moment where something bad happened to a friend. And he's just like, wait, you did that? You were there? Why? And he's just like, it's not for you to know. This isn't your story. This is her story. And I, I have those moments so many times where other people's stories maybe affect my faith or affect how I feel about my faith. I'm just like, but God, you're good. So why, you know, but, but it's not my story and it's not for me to understand. And so I just read that and it was so powerful to Mm -hmm. myself. I don't really know that the boys got it, but for me, I was like such a moment of like, that's so true. Yeah. Oh, now you make me don't always, I don't always see Jesus in every moment. I don't. And I don't always understand his plans, you know, but it's like when things are revealed or you're like, you were there, you see it looking back. Sometimes you can see it and you're like, you were there. I was not alone. I don't know. You know what it would, what it, what, as you're reading it, what it made me think of, like, um, you remember in, I think it was in the book of John, because I think I read it recently, because I'm reading John now. And this is when he was, I think it's like John one, when he's gathering the disciples and he gathers Philip and Philip is talking to, I think it's Nathaniel. And he's like, Oh, you know, come and meet Jesus. Right. And he's like, who is this Jesus? And he was like, well, just come. And, and he's like, well, where's he from? And he's like, he's from I think Nazareth, Nazareth. And he's like, what good mm-hmm. thing comes out of Nazareth? Comes from Nazareth yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when, um, and then, then the next uh, verses we see that he meets Jesus and Jesus was like, you know, like Jesus knew the conversation that they that he had, and he was just right there, like knew exactly what to say. And he and just by saying what he said, he was like, "Oh, you must be like the Son of God," like because he just knew him. Like he was just yep. so amazed yep. that he just knew him, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I thought that was so beautiful. Like I never really paid attention to that. But yeah. as you were saying that, it made me think of how he just knows us. Like he knows us because he's there. He knows what we're thinking. Cause, because Philip has said that, Nathaniel has said that to Philip and Jesus mm-hmm. wasn't nearby, you know? So for him right. to repeat that conversation that they were having and answer the question that he was answering to him, you know, like he's there, even if he's, yeah. you can't see him. So that's me. Now you make me want to go back. I read The Horse and the Boy. Um not did last you like year. It? I did. I actually did. Okay. It was yeah. the second Narnia book I ever read. Like I did okay. the no the third because I did the Line of Witch in the Wardrobe and I did the Magician's Nephew, but I didn't go beyond yeah. that. So the next book I read was actually The Horse and the Boy, and I liked that book. Yeah. So um, now I have to go back and read it again. Yeah, we're now in uh, Prince Caspian. We just started it, and so. that's not your first time reading it, right? So it's no. So I read it as a child um and now on and off i've reread different ones okay again yeah um because jonan had gone through it so i had read the line the witch in the wardrobe with him and i don't know so on and off i've read some of them but yeah because we're gonna go through them in order again i was just thinking how lovely it is when you read something and it has such a totally different and more deep meaning this the next time you read it you know oh definitely so like that's definitely. what i was thinking like that's it sounds like that's what you found like you probably didn't see that yeah. before but this yeah time, i don't think so yeah this time reading it i'm like wow that makes sense and, 
And it's cute because there's been a few times where I've had a thought in my head and one of the boys will verbalize it and be like, oh, this is what I'm thinking. And I'm like, oh, I was kind of thinking that too. Like that's exciting <laughs> too. And you're like, oh, although I don't know if I should be on the same wavelength as a six-year-old. No, but, you should um, be because they have, they, their minds are open to, yeah. you know, like their minds are yeah. not open. We're like, so, oh, proper. And you know, this is not how the real world, this is the real, you know, yeah. it's like they have yeah. that childlike, that yeah. it's like you you it's great that you were <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually c.s c.s lewis was talking about that too it's like um like you know even the books that we classify as children's books they're not really children's books they can be read at all ages because they're just good but why yeah. they've been relegated to children's books so only children read it but adults can benefit from them too you know i feel like that's the beauty of being able to read with my boys is like I'm getting a second chance at it absolutely oh me too me too Mariah and I are reading I think I told you out of the silent planet I read it no you didn't tell me no that. I read it oh I read it um I read it myself last year but I oh no actually in January but I felt like I I I was reading for plot you know like what's gonna happen yeah. what's gonna happen so I wanted to slow down and read it again so she and I have been um reading it together it's it's been interesting. I still, um, I like it. I feel like I'm still trying to understand it a little bit too, you know? So anyway, she's keeping up with me and we're, uh, oh, that's good. We're enjoying it so far. Yeah. It was funny. I was telling my mom, I'm like, my dream is to create a whole bunch of kids that are book lovers. Oh. And so that way I can just create my own book club oh like, my goodness that's the goal oh, like if i could just read books and discuss them all day with can you, you know? imagine i mean there are people <laughs> who get to do that that is my dream to just yeah read that's my dream too that's my dream i mean that is, is that what i was thinking about yesterday and today and i remember i was saying that to a friend because she was like what would you like to do and i said that and she's like how would you make that happen and i was like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there are people who get to do that. You know, literature teachers yeah. who get to just talk of read books and talk about books with people. Oh my goodness. That would be a dream. So from right. our lips to God's ears. Yep. <laughs> it's not too much to ask, right? <laughs> All right. So now we can delve, dwell, delve, delve. I can't say the word. Into yep. Yep. our Anna Karenna part seven. Which I'm actually um, so proud that we've made it this far, honestly. But it's actually, you know what? I can't even say that. It it has been a good story. I do feel like because it's the first time reading it, I am reading for plot. Because it is my first yeah. time. It's hard not to read yeah. for plot when it's yeah. the first time that you're reading. So I don't know if C.S. Lewis would approve. I don't know that I surrendered because I was um, reading for plot and making judgments along the way for of Anna but um I don't know if we did if we were to look at Anna Shanna without judgment what do we see a lost soul <laughs> uh, yeah or a, a woman desperate for love and not knowing how yeah. to, not knowing how to get it yeah um, or women desperate think, for love and not and not really understanding what that there are I different think, types of love. I think her biggest issue was struggling with content 
with contentment because we've seen in every chapter one of the reasons she struggles to commit to her love for Vronsky is because she had to choose him over her son. Yeah. And so there's this bitterness, this regret. But when she had her son, yeah. if you remember in one of the first chapters after meeting Vronsky, she comes back home and she sees her son and she's just like, oh, he's not as wonderful as I remember I remember being. that, yeah. He lost his beauty in her eyes yeah. and his importance. And she's just... So it's just this like constant looking for contentment. Like she felt like her child no longer held the joy that he once held for her. But then leaving him to go to Vronsky, she lost her joy in that. And it's just somebody who's never going to be content with anything she has. And she can't seem to find it in anything. And then, and I don't know. So, and that's a good, that's a good point that you raised because then, um, Tolstoy goes and shows us contentment from a different perspective with Dolly, you know, right. Um, Dolly is not content like Anna because she has a cheating husband, but mm-hmm. she, she values family love, long-term family love over right. anything else. Right. Which he shows I, that. I noticed that with Tolstoy is he, for every character, he has an opposite character. Yeah. So Dolly and Anna both have children yeah. and both love their children, but go in different directions. And what I noticed in this chapter is Anna and Levin are so much alike. We see Levin struggling with jealousy, thinking every man that enters Kitty's life is in love with her or they're secretly plotting a relationship and he struggles but because his wife is his wife yeah and their relationship is so pure they can work through it yeah whereas anna feels the same way as with levin you know oh he doesn't love me oh he loves somebody else there's got to be somebody else because he's not loving me the way he used to love me and you know every time he's talking to a woman oh is that her is this his mistress you know yes But because their love started from an evil point, it was this secret, you know, it was her cheating on her husband. It was ugly and evil. She can't, they can't rectify it. There's no coming to any terms because she sees there's nothing to keep you. I, you know, my husband couldn't keep me. I didn't have, you know, like it was just, they can't fix it because they started from a broken spot. And so we see jealousy in both these people. But the different outcomes because of where their relationship started from. That's so true. And, you know, you bring up an interesting point, too, because it's like um, it's like trying to fix things. You know, you're trying to be the one that takes control of things. But in taking control of things, you make it worse. Right. And it may in saying that it made me think of Sarah and Abraham. Remember how Sarah, you know, God promised a baby for them. She's 90, he's 99. And it's been, I think, over a year and nothing has happened. And so what does she do? She takes things into her own hands. But then that causes even more problems, right? Because she doesn't like Hagar and and she doesn't like the son. She's jealous. So it's like you're trying to get something um, on your own, you know? So it's like Anna's trying to do the work herself. I'm going to be this woman that, you know, follows her passion and not be held back, you know, so she's trying to yep. get love 
in a way that love was not meant to be gotten. Yeah. Because she already entered into a marriage. Yep. Um, and so she's trying to fix it. It's like that, uh, that it makes me think of like a metaphor for like that works. Like I've got to work. I've got to do the work to be, yeah. to get what I need, you know, for to get what to I want. To be enough for God. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it's like a metaphor. It feels like metaphor, a metaphor for that. Like she's trying to do it, but then we see it doesn't work, you know, cause she can't yeah. save, she can't save herself. She can't save her relationship and she can't save herself. So all of that yeah. work was for nothing. And so I guess that's where that sadness kinds of, you know, I, I maybe I, I wonder if that's what he was trying to show. But you're right. He does show like the opposites um, in the character. You had made a um, you had made a comment before, like you were saying how he does a good job. Uh, yeah. So I think reading it slowly, I have noticed so often that Tolstoy, one, I think reveals his own character and his own struggles yeah. in these characters. Yep. And two, he he can see things from two different perspectives and write about it, which is like such a skill. Yes. And I know because we've been like you and I have both been working on teaching writing. And yeah. that's one of the things is you have to, you know, search out both sides fight both arguments and come to a conclusion yeah. on which one do you think is true? You know, it's like finding truth in it. Yeah. And I feel like he does that so often. He takes two different perspectives and hashes them out with two different characters yeah. and then comes to a conclusion. One of the things in this past section was he had, um, what was her name? Lydia. Mm -hmm. And, is it, she a princess? Princess Lydia? I think so. Her mom is, um, right? Yeah, I think she okay. is too. Yeah. Okay. They always refer to her and, mom as princess, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, her and Alexia are having a discussion on faith. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he's, she's saying, you know, grace is freely given because, you know, it is a gift and that, you know, all we do is believe we have faith. And then we have Alexia who argues the whole conversation of no faith without works is dead. Right. That's what it says in the book of James. Yeah. And and they are going back and forth on this matter. And you see, he's took both sides. You know, he took one side and he hashed it out. He also uses biblical references. Yeah. And we see her side, same thing, discussing it. And they go in depth. I mean, to the point where Steve has a headache and he's like, what is this madness they're <laughs> discussing? You can't handle it. And, uh, it took him a long time to get over that conversation. But I just thought it was so interesting. One, that he brought the Bible into this book yeah. so easily. Two, that he discusses a topic that's kind of a, like people actually argue both sides of these. Yeah. So it's like a controversial topic of like what is right, yeah. you know, which side. And they both were and then strong. Have, they both felt strongly about their views yes, too. I thought he did such a great job yeah. of having these two characters argue it. And you're like, wow. I think okay. I like really have you think. I don't remember. So don't don't quote me on this. But I think he struggled too as a Christian. But I could be wrong. Did he? Okay. Um. I, I wouldn't be so. surprised. I bet that's a topic that he's actually researched because he struggled with it. I've noticed a lot of times. So there's that whole section that I thought was funny 
like sections back where mm-hmm. Levin's brother is visiting and Levin's brother is that writer and he writes about, you know, he wants to write about the beauty of nature and yeah. he's like describing it to Levin and Levin is just like, can't we just enjoy it without speaking about it, yes. you know? And we have Tolstoy who loves to describe oh, scenery and nature yes. and he just goes in depth to the point where you can like feel the dew on the grass. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm there, man. You know, and it's so funny because you wonder, was this critiques that he got that people were just like, you know, all you want to do is write and talk about nature, yes. you know, and it's like just enjoy nature. And, you know, you wonder those conversations Did he make these characters have these conversations that he's had in real life. Like I think about those things when I'm reading it and I'm just like, is this you showing us who you are? Like, you know, and even when we read about the painter and he's critiquing his own work and he feels like, you know, others are judging it. And like, is that how he felt when he submitted his writing and had other people read it? Was it that same pressure of like, you know, there were certain points in the book where he felt so connected to these characters and the ecstasy he felt. And, you know, he goes into this about his painting and you're like, is that him revealing himself? So there's just been different points in this book where I'm like, is that you? <laughs> Are you showing yourself in these characters? Are these conversations and emotions you felt and yeah. you put it into your writing? Yeah. So I don't know. I, so I, I'm trying to be better about not just reading the story for plot, but seeing more in it. Yeah. And I, those were some things that I was like, huh, I don't know. Well, it was interesting. I have to say I did not surrender as much as you did, but I... We'll work on that. I will work on that. But I do, like when you were saying that, I do agree that he did do that. Like he was very detailed, to the, sometimes to the point where you're like, okay, do we need that much? But, but, yeah. but that's not surrendering, right? So he, right. he yeah. felt like he, that was, I did part make of what a joke to, to somebody that if I was an editor of this book, it would be a lot shorter. <laughs> But you know we don't what? Need that. I, we don't need that. <laughs> well, today's editor, today's editor would definitely, definitely. Oh, it, well, they would have cut this book in half. You don't need three chapters about cutting grass. Actually, we're going to skip the whole grass cutting altogether. Moving on. But see, I think that's what that's what makes it real because that's like real. You know, that's what makes it yeah. believable. Or, you know. Um, I know. I feel like I talk about these characters like they existed. Like yeah, these are people's like lives. You know, yes, it's like I'm yes. talking to somebody and they're like, who is this? I'm like, oh, it's a book. Like, <laughs> you don't know life. her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot to say it's a book. It's a it book. just came to life to me. I know everything about her, all her deepest all feelings. All her deepest so. thoughts and everything. But, I, yes, he does do a good job with that and just kind of showing. I think that's what makes it the rich book that it is and it's and, I feel like and why a you lot can to be feel, learned from it too. absolutely like, I feel like even the political so views like 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 yeah. this the, the part of the book that i love the most surprisingly i won't say love the most but uh it was what we talked about last week where you felt like you were 11 there in that confusion of like yeah. that election like he yeah. wrote it so like yeah. i was i when you were talking about it last week i was like me too i totally get that because i was like he's like who should i be voting for i don't know you know and then it's like you could see you could the way how he described everything that was going on the, the and i'm like who are these people and and yeah. so you're feeling confused yeah. and he's and you and yeah. he's feeling confused and yeah and then when he's over at the corner um talking to um 
was it the janitor? I don't remember who he was talking to, but he was yeah, over one in of the, the workers, corner. Yeah. And he's like, you know, uh, like he's supposed to be out there with the the men that are voting, and he's yeah. like in the corner with hiding, like, <laughs> yeah. hiding, having a conversation with this uh, this gentleman, and. Um, I don't know. He makes you see that. Like, you know, like someone else yeah. wouldn't have put that in the story, you know? No. Because it, it, it would have, he could have. They would have the made story. it clear. I feel like they would have made it clear what was happening. Yeah. And then just explained to you that this character didn't understand it. But they would have let you understand it. Right. And he didn't. He didn't exactly. ever let us get it. No, we never, didn't. we never walked away feeling like, so oh, I wonder that's if, what was going I on. I wonder, like, it, no. it made me wonder, is that what elections are like during that time in Russia? Like, was it confusion. that type of confusion? Yeah. Were there other people like him? Were people just, you know, um, I don't know. Were they just pretending to know what's going on? And, 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 but yeah. there are people like Levin who was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or maybe just that, um, maybe because he was a, a country fellow that, you know, that type of politics just wasn't what he was into or interested in, you know? The other thing too, is I feel like you can't tell what Tolstoy thought of the politics of that time. Cause we have Levin, who has his ideas on how Russia should be run, how people should be treated. And I don't want to say a caste system, but it was kind of like that. Like you had people that were in their certain sections and it was like, how do you interact with them? How do you deal with them fairly? And you see each character we meet has like a different opinion on how it should be done. And you wonder. He doesn't resolve it. No, he doesn't. It's just kind of like everybody continues in the way that they were. And you wonder, is that what happened? Like there was so many opinions that things didn't really progress during that time. Is that why he leaves it like that? I don't know that much about Russian history. And then it's like he does. It's not biased. He doesn't really give you what is right. Like no. you don't walk away feeling like, oh, they should have done it this way. You're like, I don't know. He lets you. He, he lets gives you. you yeah. The one to and he decide. gives you the pros and cons. Yeah. Like the reason you don't want to do this yes. is because this is what will happen. And then and you don't want to do this. Yeah. And so he gives piece. you all the sides yeah. so that you could be like, huh, I don't know what is right. You he know? has a genius you, in that. You know, yeah, he's not, exactly. It's not a preachy because he does touch on a lot of you know, politics, social issues, but it's not preachy at all. He does leave it to you, you know, to decide. And you're just kind of like, you feel like you should do what's best for people. But then he explains it in a way, well, you do what's best for people and society collapse. And then the people that you were doing what you can no longer do for them. And then what do they do? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to make this decision. You know, it's like, yeah, it's really, it's, it's like so much. And it makes you even think about America and the way that like we started and where we're at now. Yeah. It makes you think about our own politics. Yeah. You know, it's like, where did we go wrong? How could we have done it better? And I know I've read different books on the topics and it was like so many people had so many opinions and so many were not even heard because, you know, it was just even if they had good ideas, there wasn't enough backing. You're like, if we had gone that way, would it have been better? Would we ended up where we ended up? You know, it's so hard to know. But it had me even thinking about our own culture and society. And it's like, could we have done better? Yeah. Was this just destined to happen regardless? I don't know. Well, you know, it's always so hard when you're living in it, you know, because we're actually living in it. It's it'll be it'll be 100 years from now. Those that are looking back will say, you know, oh, they did it wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> or, oh, they did you know, it right, hindsight you know? is 2020. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. I guess that's why it's also important too, understanding the history because 
and not looking at it through modern eyes. But I do think some of the things that he's talked about, especially with Anna, Anna's story and Dolly's story, and even and even Kitty, um, you know, that's timeless, you know, love. Yep. Like, how do you deal with love? There's, yep. there's different types of loves. There's the passionate yep. love. And then there's that committed long-term love, no matter what, you know, and yep. which one is, which one is the love? Um, how does it look? You know, yeah. how does it play out in decisions that are made? And he shows us, um, you know, he shows us his idea of how these play, how these, types of different how these types of love played out you know kitty Mm -hmm. kitty was going to fall for the passionate you know love at first sight love right but she luckily for her her circumstances changed and she ended up with i love i love that in this section we get to see kitty and anna actually meet each other after everything so they haven't met each other since the beginning of the book they've not run in the same circles kitty has not wanted to see her she I think held a little bit of resentment about and what yeah, happened. And yeah, because remember in the last section. They thought they were friends. She felt really connected to her. She really like wanted to love Anna. Yeah. And then Anna steals her man right from under her. So, yeah. and she felt shamed by the whole situation because it was like embarrassing that, you know, Anna was dancing with her man and knew this was her man. And yes. just, you know, the whole thing that happened. And so I think she struggled with that. And then we see. And it's like you build up at, this feeling. We in see your- that whole. Can we talk about the whole weird thing where Levin goes to see Anna? Oh, my goodness. Levin was, like, in, almost in love with her. He couldn't stop staring at her. Like he's, He was, like, obsessed yeah. with her beauty yeah. and her character and just the way she spoke. And he was, like, at her house and lost track of time and, like, didn't want to leave. And I was like, what is happening? And then he comes home to Kitty and she's like, you're under her spell. Yeah. You know, you, you love her now also. And he's like embarrassed about the whole thing, and I was like, "He did share so that weird. with her. He did share it." Yeah, with her. it was so bizarre. But and yeah, then, anyway. So but you know, it's it's funny because again, it's like that. In fact, it's it's it, that was infatuation, obviously, because yeah. he doesn't know yeah. Anna. But and it's and it again. Well, and I think Anna's story has been hyped up so much too, which she's kind of like a a beautiful woman that everyone yeah wants like to be like know? or admire yeah yeah yeah. And he finally so gets I, to meet her in person. and Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, almost like you're, I don't know, finally Anna, meeting the, you know, the, the Anna. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was just like, I don't know. But, you know, it's interesting because he shows, the, um, Tolstoy shows, like, Anna, Anna doesn't, Anna's like, uh, I don't know, I want to say, for lack of a better term, she's not real because everyone's seen yeah. this, this Anna that, you know, they think is so glamorous and beautiful. Well, before, and now yeah. she's shunned, but, you know, even the ones who yeah. do decide to go and see her, they all yeah. love her, you know, and think yeah. that she's gorgeous and she's wonderful. And she said, I mean, yeah. she, she's all about the works, right? Because yeah. she, remember we were saying last time that she's studying everything that, yeah. um, Vronsky is into so she can be yep. have a great conversation with him. So she like mm-hmm. plays like she doesn't even, she I don't think she ever got a chance to be to know who Anna really is. No, you know? she's this actress. Yeah, playing she's a part, an actress. Like, yeah. And she's weird so because when Levin came, she likes Levin. And I think it bothers her. Like she feels like Kitty got the life she was meant to have or something. There's this weird jealousy about Kitty. And it's like, you stole Kitty's man and you're still not content. <laughs> so then she makes it in her mind. I will make Levin fall in love with yes. me. Like this is Anna's new goal, which how, 
How horrible is that? And you know, Dolly was kind of, remember in when Dolly visited her and they were playing, they were in the back and they were playing tennis or whatever game mm-hmm. they were playing. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, Anna was acting in such like a, she couldn't put her, she couldn't put a word to it, but she was like, she right. disliked it, you know? And yeah. I think it was probably that flirtatious, I'm, I'm this young beautiful i don't know like an yep. unreal yep. thing and yeah. dolly was like she said i just why are you like playing it. a part right? right it's like why are you acting different this isn't who you and are and then we see yeah. her do so dolly while she couldn't name it it is real because levin actually saw he didn't know it for himself he just fell in the right. graduation of her but that was anna mm-hmm. again playing this you yeah. know this role yeah of um yeah like you said, she's an actress. She's an actress there. Yeah. And like her goal is to seduce everyone. It's very weird. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting that so Kitty finally hmm. meets Anna, not intentionally, but Anna comes to Dolly's house mm-hmm. and Kitty's there and they run into each other and Kitty's like doesn't want to see her, but has to because, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I guess not polite. And Kitty's reaction was just like, She's so beautiful, but I pity her. Like, mm, yeah. she saw the sadness. She, she did. saw, yeah, and she was just like, I can't even be angry because, yeah. you know, I just feel bad for her. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I, it was interesting too, because it's like when Kitty saw, Kitty, at first, Kitty didn't want to see her because it's like you build up in your head these things yeah this of what anna's of what a person's life is you know Mm -hmm. and or what you think it is but then when you see when she saw for herself you know i think she feared i think she feared feeling jealous you know yeah at least that's what i like imagined was you know anna lived the life that she could have lived yeah you know And so it's like now she has to face it and, you know, comparing her life to Anna's, was she going to walk away feeling like I got the better side? You know, like it was like she had to come face to face with her own reality. Am I happy? Did I get the best out of life? You know, and I feel like seeing Anna was a chance to see, did I do it right? Did I get what I should have gotten? You know, and so when she saw Anna and saw what state she was in, she was just like, Okay, like I, I don't want no, that. I like don't I don't want to yeah. be her. Yeah. She, there was no jealousy. There was no anger. It was just like, oh, I'm so glad that's not me. No, it's so true. You know what I was thinking? Oh, I, you know, I'm trying to as I read these, um, the different books and just seeing like what are the patterns in them, and in reading Anna, especially this part and Macbeth, I you can kind of see the pattern of especially for Anna wanting something that you being promised something, right? This love wanting it and doing something, getting it, but getting it in the wrong way. And then you see the fall, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. she's here at the bottom. It's like the, the tragedy, the upside down you. So she's here at the bottom. She goes up, Going up is when she has the affair with Vronsky. She thinks she's in love. She has it all, but then realize she can't have her son. And now she's, you know, has to choose between Vronsky and her son. And then, you know, we could see her downfall from there. And it kind of reminded me of Macbeth where, you know, Macbeth was fine. He was like the, the, the thane of, of whatever. And then those witches promised him something more. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he and his wife decide, okay, we're going to get this. We want this. 
And yep. then they decide to kill to get what they want. And then you can see their downfall from there. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of that pattern that you see with Anna. She she wanted something that wasn't it wasn't for hers to get. Not like that. And then you yeah. see the you see that fall with her. I don't know. I, I There is a theme or there is he's saying something about love. Definitely. You know, that there's different types of loves. And he shows it, he shows us, um, he shows it to us in all these different relationships there. And I guess it, it and, and I don't know, in, in looking at it, he, um, he kind of shows that pattern of what it looks like, what passionate love looks like without commitment or without the rightness of it. And then what, um, you know, real love look like, even if it means that your husband is, um, even if it's outside of like what, what love should look like, which meaning like Stevia should, Steva, I was calling him Stevia, Steva, you know, of course should not have been having an affair, but Dolly chose to the love of her children and her family over the you know, um, go, let me find another, find someone to love or to, you know, take revenge on my husband or, you know, leave or whatever. But I know well, in I the think, modern I eyes, think, modern eyes. I was going to say, say, I think even modern, I think we struggle with the whole concept. You know, I think what Anna had was a secure marriage. Maybe there wasn't a lot of love, but there was friendship. There yeah. was a friendship there and she had her son. And you could be content in that. Yeah. But she wanted this romance, you know, and yeah. I and I think we struggle with that as a society. Well, and no. I think that's why it's all about I being think that's happy. why Yeah, I think that's why marriages have gotten harder. I think people don't go into marriage with the same mindset. Yeah. They think it's going to be this like beautiful love affair. Yep. And it's not. It's a lot of work and yeah. it's hard and a lot of times it's not even pretty. Yeah. And People don't want to keep working. It's exhausting sometimes. Like yeah. when you're in a tough spot and you have to work through it, it's like, I don't want to get up every day and do this. I don't want to even face it every day. Right. You know, it's like, I just want the easy love. I just want to feel loved, yes. you know? And so I feel like. But it comes that at a Anna loss. Too. Yes. That was Anna too. She thought that love could be easier. Love could be simpler. Like, you know, he doesn't love me. This isn't what love is. And then she thought, but then she ends up with Vronsky. And at the beginning it is because, you know, when you first meet somebody and you're in love and yeah. even their flaws, you're like, oh, I can deal with that. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't bother me. Yes. But then when you're with them day in and day out, the little things that you thought weren't that bad become so annoying. Yes. And, Especially you know, when we saw that with Vronsky because he was kind of, you know, um, finding her a little bit boring now that, you know, she's home, even though she's doing all these things to make herself, you know, um, yeah. And he's living his life the way he always had. He's like, Oh, I'm doing my horses. And she's like, you're going out again. Where are you going? What are you doing? Why are you always leaving me? You know? (laughs) And he's like, I'm going to be with my mom, you know? And she's like, Oh, yeah. And it's like, what in the world lady? Like, this is what I've always done. You know, it wasn't a problem in the past. Now all of a sudden at one point, Anna started talking bad about his mother and he was like don't, don't speak do bad it. about my mom and he, she was like you don't even love your mother it's like well he can say that but you can't that's his mom again Tolstoy yeah. taking something obviously that 
time has not changed that, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I can talk bad yeah. about my mom, but not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought the same thing. I'm like, that's right. Only you can talk bad about your mother. Nobody else. Then you got to defend her. But yeah, I mean, I think it's different. It was, now. it was, it was, you know, their fights were exhausting mm. and, and it was sad too, because I feel like Anna and Vronsky could have worked. In my mm. mind, I feel like they could have worked. I don't think so. You, in my mind, I think they couldn't have. Why do you think they could have worked? Because, I mean, Anna saw herself always sabotaging. Yep. You know, every little thing she picked up and she fought about. If she had learned to stop and just let things go, yeah, I think she could have been happy because he really did love her. Like, I genuinely believe he loved her. He He was constantly... You know, being like, why are you like this? Why do you feel this way? What can I do? And he would he would give in. You know, she argued over like, oh, I want to leave. And he was like, oh, I have some business to take care of. We'll go in two days. OK, yeah. no, I want to leave now. And he's like, OK, you know, what's the difference? You know, two days or now. And she's like, because either now or never. <laughs> so he's like, OK, we'll go tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's like he was just always trying to like, what's going to make you happy? Yeah. He was willing to buy her anything she wanted, everything she wanted. Like, what will make you happy? And he couldn't seem to figure it out because she didn't know. Yes. He couldn't figure it out because she couldn't figure it out. And the thing is, if she could have just stopped and been in the moment, been present, been happy with what she decided for yeah. her life. I think they could have been happy, but she was constantly ruining it. She just wanted to make everything an argument. I would, I have to say no, Shannon, that would have been doomed from the beginning because one, he has no respect for the sanctity of marriage, meaning like he knew she was married, but still pursued her because he fell in love with her beautiful women or a but dime a dozen you don't think he could change no. he's older no. he was young and reckless then he's no. older now no. he has a child he wants more children which he found out he can't have because she had a fellow no him, i look at steva steva is you know older and have children and he's still out yeah there but i so i think steva i think steva <laughs> did things in a different way than Vronsky. So I think Steva was a good boy mm-hmm. and he did the right thing and got married and had kids, but never lived his life. Yeah. He never did the wild thing. So he was like, I'm going to do it now. Like it's too, it should have been too late for him, but yeah. he was like, no, I'm not going to deny myself. I'm going to do it. Whereas Vronsky, he did his crazy. He was wild. He was out there and he's like, I'm tired of it. I don't want to do this anymore. Like he was starting to settle down. Anna would have had to be a different person for every reason that you just said is why it wouldn't work. No man. I don't care if it was 1800 and 1900 wants to be with a nagging wife. No, I know. And That's she, what I was saying. She, if she could have reined in her crazy, if she had reined in her crazy, I think it could have worked. But no, every step of the way, she was like out of control and just she, making arguments for arguments. I sake. just like, don't see him as being. He and she created struggle. arguments. Remember, at one point, she's like she imagined all the things that he was he had said to her, all the horrible words, and he hadn't even but said them. She just imagined. <laughs> she imagined him saying horrible things to her, and she's like, 
I can never forgive him for that. But he what? I don't You're a crazy know. person. He didn't even say that. I don't think there's enough information because he's he's living off passion. Like, you know, like, because how, remember, he was passionate for Kitty and then all of a sudden he saw Anna and he's passionate for Anna. And yes, Anna, um, Anna's that forbidden love. And then now he has her and now it's like real life where you have the wife. But we don't see him. We don't <laughs> see him flirting with any other women. No, we don't see him stepping out. And it's like, I think he's maturing, but he picked the wrong woman. I think it just was his punishment. You know, he went, he picked wrong. Yeah. And so now he's stuck with this crazy person. <laughs> where, which, but, where Alexi was uh, uh, not, uh, yeah, her husband, Alexi, Alexi, yeah, right? Yeah. Alexi, that was fine. I don't know if she, if she was, well, we don't know what their relationship was like, but obviously um, it didn't, he, well, not obviously, but it, if she, I don't know, if she was that crazy with him too. No, but she, she wasn't. wasn't passionate. She wasn't. She wasn't passionate. And she about wasn't. Him. She wasn't emotional. I think. Yeah. I don't think she even tapped into that side of her until she met Vronsky. Like he made her crazy, or yeah. or her ex husband made her crazy. But then is that because is that even, the type of love that you want? That's what I'm saying. No, Can that type I mean, of love last? That's why I don't think they would last. Because I don't think she would have been able to rein herself in. Or maybe and, having a second child. Maybe that's what it was. That second kid made her crazy. I don't know. <laughs> but she didn't even care for that child. That was being the no, child was being cared for by her. someone else. That kid broke her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that she. Didn't remember she has another child because she's so busy trying to um you know be everything to Varonsky because yeah, again no. it's that love it's a love that you didn't get properly so you yeah. don't you feel like you're always going to lose it you know that's kind of, again why it reminds me of Macbeth it's like yes they wrongly got the, the kingship right but then what did he do he kept killing because he was trying to do everything to keep it you know like yeah. it's like you're doing all these things in the back of your head you're you're having these thoughts this person wants to this person wants to throw yeah. so I gotta kill him this person you know so she's doing the yeah. same it wasn't yeah. i think there is i uh, but the sad thing is is she finally spirals where she hits a point where she imagines every outcome yes like if everything were to work and she also hears from her ex-husband or i guess technically still her husband, husband yes <laughs> that he's not going to give her the divorce no. because he's gotten really bitter i don't know what his problem is yeah. he's, he's gotten to be like not a nice person well, no, that, he went that from lady being, is in his head he went from That's being really nice and back to being a jerk yeah again. so she's not getting the divorce and she was kind of hoping that was gonna i don't know help things i think she was hoping that was going to and but then she plays it out things her's trying to fix things herself right yeah 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 but she plays it out in her mind, and she's like, even if I got this divorce, I, you know, and I never see my son again, you know, what does that look like? Even if I got to see my son and be a part of his life, what would that look like? Like, she goes through every scenario yeah. in her life yep. to figure out how can I be happy? How can I fix this? And she comes to the conclusion, nothing I do is going to fix this. No. And instead of being mad at herself and being like, I did this to myself. I made these choices. Nobody forced me. Yeah. She thinks I'm going to punish Vronsky. Yep. How can I punish him? How can I make him regret yes. everything he's done to me? Yep. And that's just horrible. Yes. And that's why she takes her own life because she thinks she keeps thinking about what's his response going to be. Yes. And she chooses yes. to do it. In the way that they met when they yes, had met. Yes, I was said that was a it was like it was almost like a sick romantic Ugh. thing of like he then they had met someone had gotten hit by a train yep. and that's how she decides to take herself out by yes. getting hit by a train and she had a chance just, to not remember her pocketbook got 
yeah. kind of stuck or something. Yep. And then she so, missed the one train. Yep. yep. And then she just still, so she, she had gets a chance to come back and not yep. come back from that choice, but she did. But she ends her life still being a terrible person. It wasn't like the world will be better without me. Everyone will be happier. Let me do this as like a selfless act. No, no it was, I want to inflict as much pain on all Vronsky, these people, but yeah. mostly Vronsky. Yeah. And I was just like, that's a horrible way to do it. I think maybe yeah. that's also why I was angry. I thought she was going to do it as like, she was going to leave it where you were going to be like, oh, poor Anna. Like, yeah. you know, she yes. just didn't see her worth. She didn't, you know. Yeah. But no. I he wrote it. Tolstoy wrote it that way, right? Because he could have. Yeah. Actually, that's an interesting point because he could have wrote it that way where we we were like, oh, you know, she there is no other way. Uh, but he didn't yeah. write it that way. He didn't. No, you just felt like you're still being selfish. You're still thinking about you. This is the you love. Know, this is like, what love is. This is what. This is her idea of love. I'm going to punish you for. Yeah. You know, for yep. all of this problems that we that I'm having, because uh, I don't yep. want you to be happy. I've, you yeah. know, I don't want. I want you I mean, to she re- just remember this she love. Played- she played the victim yeah. and she took no responsibility. And when you when you have that kind of mentality, it's like, where do you go from there? And then she but she took responsibility in wrong ways, like meaning like, oh, I'm not going to get a divorce because that would, you know, affect my son, Sheriosha. Sheriosha? Oh, mm-hmm. did I get it right? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Oh, OK, good. While we're at the end, right, I get it. But, you know. Oh, did you hear that he got a new name? I was like, oh, come on. I'm still calling him Sheriosha because <laughs> it was like. <laughs> They gave him a new name because now he's like six or seven years old, or I guess he's like seven. Yeah. But yeah, and they're like, oh, we no longer call him Seriosha. I'm yeah. like, well, I am because it took me the whole book to remember this boy's name. I'm not calling him anything else. <laughs> but remember, she didn't remember she, you know, she didn't want to. She didn't want to accept um, her husband's forgiveness when right after she had the baby, right? Yeah. Um, no, I don't deserve it, or you know, yeah, I don't deserve. You know, so she. Where she should have taken and where she, I don't know, she's, Anna, the, um, yeah, well, Tol- Tolstoy, he could have, I love that you said it, because he could have ended it that way where, you know, um, there was we that sympathy for yeah. it, but um, she just spiraled no. and yeah. it kind of, he just gave you a picture of what that can look like. You know, I know there's there's people who read this um, and through modern eyes and, you know, and praise Anna because, you know, she was an empowered woman who went and, you know, followed her passion or love. And but and I guess that's our time. Our time is all about, you know, it's all about making yourself happy, you know, regardless but, of the consequences. But as we of it. see, there's consequences. not what you think it is. Yeah, there's always consequences. I was you know, really sad. Them. I was really sad because we get to meet Seriosha now that's been like a year since he's seen his mom. Yeah. And Steva speaks with him. So we get a little insight. And I just feel so sad. Like that boy's never going to be quite no, right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like there's always, con- yes, you're you're happy. And he's but like what about angry, his son? Yes. And he doesn't know how to properly show emotion because he doesn't want to miss his mom because he feels like that's babyish, that's childish. You know, I'm too old for that. I go right. to school now. You yeah. know, I can't I can't be crying over my mommy. Yeah. And so he, he just represses all his feelings. Yeah. And it makes him so angry. Yeah. And he doesn't want to remember her because, you know, and then he doesn't want to remember her because he doesn't want to be angry with his father because he feels like his father is one of the reasons that his mother's not there. And yeah. so it's like, 
but he still I loves just, his mom too, you know, because yeah. Uh, so it's like that struggle too between the person that hurt you and and loving yeah. the person that hurt you, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and and when you're that young, what do you understand of that, you know? Even yeah. adults look at his father. His father still was you know yeah. coping with the loss of Anna, much less him as a young boy. But it does show yeah. you that everything so has sad. the consequences. And maybe it doesn't look. Maybe Dolly is not happy because I don't. That you know, of course, you want your husband to be faithful to you, but on the other hand, she's not. Her life is affected, but her children's happiness or her children's well-being is put. Yeah. Her love for them is yeah. first over anything else, right. you know. So it's, it's not just, and it's not, I don't think he's trying to say that you can't be happy. But I guess sometimes life gives you circumstances that are just outside of your control. And what do you do with it? You know, so right. Anna was given the circumstance of marrying someone that she doesn't like. But, you know, she could have used it different. She could have. I don't know. I know yeah. modern eyes I just, would say. I just know I could have never done what she did just because what she did to her son. Yeah. I just, I couldn't imagine ever being the reason for my child's grief like that, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, I do think it's understanding the difference between passionate love that just, you know, that eventually dies, that passion. And, not, and yeah. I'm not saying, and maybe passionate love is not the right love, but that, you know, that um romantic love that not the real committed love that you know in the mm -hmm. thick and thin when things are right yuck right. and you know you're not walking out yeah. because you're committed because that you know you right. know that you do deep down love this person yeah. you're just not happy with yeah. the situation you know but you're not ready to just be to call everything off because you're not right. happy <laughs> right you know yeah, and I think he that. gave I think he gave us Kitty and Levin to see that. Yes, about, he did. You know, we have the arguments, they have the struggles, and they're similar to you know Bronski actually and he, issues. They weren't but, here. They're they're like at this but end. Like, they they didn't go to sleep. You remember that one night they didn't go to sleep till like three in the morning. Yes, they talked they were, it out. Yep. And like they were gonna get it figured out before sleeping. Oh, and I was just like, yeah, that. that's. Yep. And, you it know, wasn't, but you see, and he didn't make it you see romantic Vronsky, and pretty about no, at all. But you see Veronsky and Anna playing these silly games where one's walking out and then, oh, tell the, the nurse that I have a headache and yeah. he comes and sees me, even if yeah. I said that I know he loves me. And it's like all these games uh, and they walk away from a fight and yeah. they don't finish the conversation yeah. and they go to bed angry and you're like, they're doing it all wrong, <laughs> you know? And then you have, you know, Kitty and Levin where it's like, we're not going to go to sleep until this is figured out, you yeah. know? So. And it, I, I love that Tolstoy did that because, again, you have the Dolly. Dolly and Steva are, um, I guess they're in the middle. And Anna Voronsky at the far end of the, pen, the, the far end of the scale. Um, Kitty and Levin are at the far end of the good scale of, you know, yeah. what it should look like. Yeah. And then you got... Um, for you know, Vronsky and Anna all at the end. Vronsky, Anna, and um, Alexi at that end of the scale. What it, what it shouldn't yeah. be like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But he yeah. does give you three, three, three things to look at in, of course, within that time period, you know. But it's it's interesting because even though it's in that time period, you could take those situations and place them here now, and they still. I mm -hmm. mean, listen, how many? Like you were saying before, there are many marriages that. You know, people just walk right on because it's not easy. You know, there's also, you know, and who's affected but the children, you know. And right. so th there's a there's a lot of that, you know, whether it was 1800 or 2020, you know, it's yep. the same thing. Yep. 
the, yeah. the consequences look the same, you know, the yeah. circumstances may be different, but the consequences of it looks the same. So anyway, I guess we'll see. That was our part seven, right? Yeah. I mean, so Anna's now gone. So in yeah. part eight, I guess we're going to just pick up the pieces and kind of see what life looks like after Anna. Yeah. Yeah. That'll so, be interesting to see. I don't really know what to even think at this point. I, I really went... When it ended with her death, I was kind of disappointed that they waited to like the end just to have it because I was kind of like, I wanted to know where are we going? Like now that the main character is gone, yeah. where are we going? And what does everybody's life look like? But they're saving that for the last part. Yeah. So, um, so we're wrapping it up. So yeah, Shanna, yeah. between now and next week, you have to pick our next book. <laughs> yes, I know. I have some thoughts. Okay, so. good, good, good. I'm excited. We'll I'm excited. We'll I'm excited. <laughs> All right, we're going to end here. We, um, we, I hope, I hope, you know, we shared some, I hope we, I hope we surrendered. I hope we, I hope you've <laughs> I hope made we, it thus far. We, we've listened, surrendered, uh-huh. we followed C.S. Lewis's advice. We tried to today. I feel like we're trying. <laughs> I, 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 feel like I we're felt trying. like we really tried. I want to say yeah. that I gave us a B plus. <laughs> All right. That's not bad. I'll take it. <laughs> maybe a B minus. Maybe a B. We did slip back into our, <laughs> what do we think of Anna? <laughs> Well, I mean, how could we not? It's hard I feel not like to. that character. No, I feel like that character was written to be discussed. I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel like that was his goal. That's what the author told me. That's what he told you. Yeah. I was listening, Listen. and that's what he said. He said this is to be a controversial topic and to be thoroughly discussed. Well, I'm with you. <laughs> anyway. We'll see everyone All right. next time. So till next <laughs> time. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.